listens to M-Class Podcast, the internet's foremost Star Trek podcast where they talk about butts on it. I'm your host, We're Jeff. also the internet's five most podcasts. I think I made that joke before. Damn. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm I'm Josh. And uh, uh, joining I, I us. I don't sound like me, but oh, I'm me. Tell him. Tell him about your horrible fucking disease. I have the flu. <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm, I've That's got a cold as well, actually. So this is going to be a great episode. Hopefully, we brought a third person in who can carry a little bit of the weight. Joining to salvage us, salvage this thing, is master storyteller, the master of writing, Rich Masters. Hey, Rich. Hiya. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a big build-up. Uh, I don't know. You better be good. Live up to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're already doing it. You wanted you wanted another Kevin Cole performance. You wanted Paul. Maybe you wanted Nick. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've got this twat. So <laughs> you're our like very sophisticated guest. You're yeah. our most sophisticated guest. I'm if you have an accent, that's all that sorry, matters. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm, fucking talk over me. Go for sorry, it. It's sorry. fine. I'm expecting <laughs> None of this is getting of, edited. I'm expecting a lot of um, you guys making me say th- funny things and yeah, yeah like yeah, twat. All, all that normally. Yeah, exactly. I'll say twat. You as already, much you as already you want. said twat. That's all I need. <laughs> Twat's funny. That's a funny one. It's funny how here twat is like pretty rough, but in England twat is just like every day. You guys are just like calling everyone twats all well, the time. Here, here a twat is essentially someone who, like, bones up on stuff. And oh, that was a bad double on <laughs> What? Who, what? Like, oh. oh, yeah? Someone who um, studies. Like, someone who's studious. Yeah. That's not what no, it means we don't, here. We don't use that for that here. <laughs> yeah. Here it means, like, you're going to get punched if you yeah. call a lady that. Yeah. That's what it means here. It's a, one of the billion terrible, terrible words we made up for vagina. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, a few we- uh, hilarious ones, but there's a few bad ones too. <laughs> you guys are—it's not you guys who use the c word all the time, right? That's like a—they do. It's like an Irish thing, isn't it? Using I mean, c I, Scottish I maybe don't because um, I'm afraid. I'm constantly afraid that my mother will hear me. Um, Your but- mom does listen to this show. Oh, she, she, she probably does. will if she finds out that I'm going to be on it because she's one of those type of mums. Oh, my baby's uh, going to be on a show. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom doesn't even know what a podcast is. Yeah. Yeah, my mom yeah, doesn't she, either. She's like, how's your radio show going? I'm like, oh, it's great. But it's on the radio. <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm worried about radio. is that, you know, like someone will, if I one day get this book published, someone will go back and trawl through all of the things I've ever yeah. said and they'll count up the amount of times I've said the C word. <laughs> and I've already said it. I think quite you have a, a pass, though. <laughs> oh my god! You're... <laughs> They're going to be looking for stuff you said that's racist. So don't worry about the c word. You're fine. <laughs> okay. All I right. think Australians are the main culprits, right? That's they love true. that word. That's, that's like true. hello to them. Yeah. <laughs> and they're a bunch of fucking criminals, dude. Well, their ancestors that place... were. Yeah. We don't nah, know about it... them yet. Nah, I don't know. I know a few. They're criminals. <laughs> Smooth criminals. It's true. I've never met someone from Australia personally who didn't have that like ridiculous Australian charm. Yeah, that, like they could say they the could c word to you, anything. and you're like, "Oh, that's fine." <laughs> yeah, they're just so nice that like you just accept the insult. You're like, huh, "I'm one of you," <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, are "They are they grifting me right now? Am I getting hustled?" Probably. <laughs> 
Well, nation I, I won't use it. I won't use the word okay. just to avoid any confusion about whether or not I dislike you. <laughs> well, we already know you don't. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, on this particular edition of M Class Podcast, we're going to be uh, talking about the Deep Space Nine episode in the pale moonlight from yeah. se- season six, episode nineteen. If you need to go, hurry up and watch it. Pause it. It's only 42 minutes, 44 minutes. It is a masterpiece of Star Trek media. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rich specifically fucking engineered everything about this episode <laughs> so that he gets to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that uh, Rich got to pick what I think is my favorite episode, but I'm just glad we finally got to do it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I wasn't going to miss this, even though I have, like, 103 temperature. <laughs> this I, might be I the first the podcast system. ever where the one of the hosts dies during it. So. It'll be awesome if I die during this. Oh, man, people will never stop talking about it. The only It'll problem great is, how show. do we get your audio? Oh, yeah, you gotta come <laughs> over to my house and, like, rifle through my shit. I'd never be invited uh, back. I'd be like this albatross who came on the show and, and cursed you. Like, You'd have, a like, a nickname, death. like, Angel of Death or something. That'd be pretty cool, though. You'd have to stay on the show as the other host, Rich. Where am I gonna get another guy? Ah. Uh, that is, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good idea, Josh. If you want to die during the, the podcast, you, you, I it's might. All right, it's okay. Just let go. I mean, I do want light. to. All right, I'm headed toward it. Oh wait, my wait, God, wait, wait! It's just Q. It's just Q. He's doing tricks on me. <laughs> I have to relive my life like it's a wonderful life. That's such a great episode, though. That's a good. We're one not talking about that one. No, that's a different one. Uh, this episode is directed by uh, Victor Lobel, who uh-huh. um, you might know as the director of several other episodes of Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and probably nothing else. I don't. I don't know him. I don't know oh, what. Actually, he's done. he directed a bunch of episodes of the Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast TV Ooh. series. Oh, that classic! <laughs> yeah, with Linda Hamilton. They didn't um, have to use makeup for him either. No, that's a uh, that's a fun fact. John Larroquette fun fact of the day. We respect Ron Perlman on this podcast. He is, sir. I do love Ron Perlman, but that man does look like the Beauty and the Beast character that he played. The worst part about it is like if you show anyone who's attracted to men two photos, one of Ron Perlman without that makeup on, and one with it, and they will choose the with it every single solitary time. You think that's context though? Because, like, he's a sexy romantic beast in that. Like, he's, like... Does he live in, like, a sewer, though? Yeah, he That's lives in gross. a sewer. He has a cape, though. Yeah. Like, capes are cool, so people are gonna <laughs> like that. Ron Perlman doesn't wear a cape. Instant ten hot points for cape. Yeah. Yeah, you get knocked up a peg. Oh, uh, he also directed episodes of everyone's favorite series, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Ooh. Oh, my God. The Star Trek of the ground. <laughs> It's Old West Star Trek. Uh, every person on that show has been on an episode of Star Trek. That's a John Larry. Yeah, Spongebob it's very... It's, well, because Star Trek was like a wagon train, right? And that's what kind of that show is. Except I think uh, they live in just a town. I, I don't think know. they were just on the same lot, is why. <laughs> Do yeah. you think they called the porn parody of Dr. Quinn, Dr. Quim? 
Is that what you guys call vaginas? It's, quims? It's an old curse, isn't it? Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm I, lying here. That's we're from America, not so America I don't know. Thing. We we would call it like Doctor Queef here. <laughs> Doctor Queef. Is what that's we way worse. It. Yeah, it's way more vulgar. Well, that's but, that's the thing. They're in Avengers. Uh, now that I'm thinking of Quim. In yeah, Avengers. he says Quim. Yeah, yeah because no American knows what that means, so he could just say. Yeah, it. he calls her a mewling Quim, mm. and it's like. Loki, did you just call her a vagina? Did you just know. call her the C word? Kinda, I did. Uh, the episode—it's like scum. When people say scum, that comes from cum. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Really? But people say scum all the time, like it's nothing. Yeah, scumbag Scummy, is a condom. You come of the earth. Yeah. Uh, this episode was written by Peter Allen Fields, who um, actually introduced the character of Garrick. Hmm. Which is why he probably plays so heavily into this episode. Yeah. Um, well, he's great in every episode, and he's exceptionally great in this episode. Yeah. You know what other episode that Peter Allen Fields wrote at least a teleplay for? My favorite episode of Star Trek, The Inner Light. There you go. This guy is... Why isn't he writing all the episodes? Um, he won He's like the Hugo Rich Award. Masters of Star Trek episodes. <laughs> oh, wait. That's Rich Masters. <clears throat> I'm sorry about me coughing, everybody. I'm um, not apologizing. You ruined a he... really sentimental moment there. <laughs> yeah, Good. me and Rich were having a moment. Well, maybe I should Jeff. die. Um, <laughs> the, he won a Hugo Award for Best Pramat- uh, Dramatic Presentation for the Inner Light. So that's pretty awesome. A Hugo? Is that the Sci-Fi Award? Yes. That, for writing? That's, that's yeah. a sci-fi writing award. Yeah, okay. Um, he, d- he did die this year, so that's sad. Oh, who else just died? DC um, Fontana. Yeah, DC yeah, Fontana, Fontana died the other died. day. Yeah. Rest, so horrible. rest in peace to DC Fontana, one of the fucking pillars of Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. From TOS onward. <laughs> she was TOS mostly, right? She wrote yeah, she wrote as well. Um, or oh, she really? started working on it, and then it was finished off by someone else, and I can't remember who it was. Um, huh. She she wrote one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever, which is City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. So. Yeah. She did the treatment for it anyway. It was originally by uh, fucking Bookman, sci-fi man. Why can't I remember names? H.G. Uh, Wells. Heinlein. Heinlein. Him. Mm. One of those H.G. Wells, guys. it was him. There's people screaming at their computers. <laughs> yeah, That's no. fine. Um, in the Pale Moonlight is presented in a very different way than a normal episode of Star Trek, mm. which I really appreciate. Yeah, we always say it's Star like Trek, a play. Right? <laughs> fuck Star Trek. <laughs> I love it. This episode, man, you're not going to not get me sucking this thing's dick. It's so, so great. I love like, this episode. I have a John Larroquette fun fact of the week about this. Holy shit. Oh my god, this guy. Share it it with the class. That it was originally pitched as a Jake story, and he was going to be... Really? um, So it was going to be him interviewing Cisco and Garrick and finding out what they had already done, which I still think is a great idea, but I can't imagine it any other way now. No, this is better just because it is what it is, right? But that, yeah. I feel like that's something that's been done in like Star Trek before like the like all the courtroom episodes of Mm. like TOS and some of TNG 
and are all like flashback style episodes. Like right. this is what happened, and we're getting the information now. So it would fit yeah. into that type right. of framework. This fits into no framework that Star Trek has ever done before. Nah. Yeah, this is one of those rare like standalone episodes where like also it progresses the story like in and also like progresses Star Trek, right? Like cuz without this, like you don't get any of the Romulan stuff. You don't get Picard, right? Cuz the Romulans don't fuck with their planet and blow it up accidentally, probably. Like this is like a huge turning point in like a Star Trek lore sense you know what i mean i'm sure they didn't know that when they were writing it either it was just like the next step in the dominion war story they just needed more like i don't know they needed a reason for them to start winning i guess right because they've been losing pretty badly yeah i think another reason the framing device works so well is that i don't know about you guys but every time i watch it i'm pretty convinced that they're gonna pull it off and it, yeah. it sort of deceives me into thinking it's going to work. Every time, right? And I've seen it probably 30 times. That's, yeah. that's 100% true. Like, every time I've watched it, I get sucked into the story so much that it's a surprise yeah. when things fail. It, it's it got my fa- one of my favorite lines. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And it's like a descent into hell for, for, him, for Captain Sisko, right? Because, like... It's like one thing, and he's like, "Okay, well, I can live with that." And then yeah. it's another thing. He's like, "Okay, I can, I can probably live with that too." And yeah. then it starts going to shit, and he's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" It's a story about <laughs> like compromising morals. Like you compromise your morals yeah. just so, just a little bit, because yeah. it's for the greater good. And yeah, we see this a lot with Cisco. I mean, he gets the burden of this mostly. Oh, yeah. It's snowball. Uh, Janeway maybe, yeah. Janeway maybe second. Picard is like untouchable, yeah. right? Well, Janeway, depending on what week you watch, right? Yes. D- depending on what the ratings are. <laughs> it's, but, like his his like betraying his own morality like snowballs, so he continually has to do it in a bigger and bigger way, and it's like, yeah, where does it stop? And the, the like final line in the episode that we'll get to kind of shows that like there's probably no depth that's too deep for well, what, him what would you do right i mean think about it like and that's well, another not, reason I'm why it's great him at all like no no i, I, I would be not. making a lot of the same decisions he made in this episode. i mean I, I i think rich is right i think that the way it's framed is like perfect for you being like well like uh, what would i do to save utopia right like i'd i'd let would you kill 10 people would you kill a thousand like well i don't know would you know you like what would planet? you do Right, would you guys plan it? <laughs> right? Like, who knows? There's this oh, weird... it's like... it's... Sorry, Jeff, go on. No, go right ahead. Um, I was going to say, there's this weird sort of, like... I don't know how to put it. There's To him, to Cisco, there's almost like a, uh, a distinction between the names of the, the Romulan dead that are eventually going to come in and names uh-huh. on the wall that he doesn't know. And to me, that's always seemed really shady about this episode yeah and, uh, you know there, there's going to be another wall somewhere and that's the thing that bothers right. him but you know he knows he's bringing you know millions of dead names to a, nor- a wall there right well you could argue too that at this point romulans aren't really uh thought highly of yeah. right so for and there's there's a little so, racism uh, yeah i was about to say with dax like, there's a little racism in it as well yeah the romulans because Dax is like, I prefer the spots over the pointed ears, mm. which is like, 
kind of like i mean it's not like bad but it's also like you're making a distinction like between lives which is very unfederationy it's it's weird now that you mention that it's weird that that line happens in at all yeah. because like that's if you replaced pointed ears and spots with like human colors yeah. or right features, black and white yeah that's yeah. not something that usually happens in star trek from oh i prefer right this is yeah, it's like saying, like, oh, I prefer to be white. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? Where the fuck does that come from? Or as you That's say, crazy. like, I prefer, like, I think redheads are better than other people, like, when you say that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, that's different, though, because, like, we're awesome. <laughs> Rich brings up a really good point, though, is that Cisco is bringing an entirely different set of names to this wall, like, doubling it yeah. in, in essence, and... He feels it's absolutely necessary, and whether you do as an audience member or not, it's presented in such a slow burn kind of way that you agree right. with the little decisions he makes along the way, and then you kind right. of take a step back and look at it, and you're like, "Holy shit, what did I just agree with?" Mm. It's like, uh, it's like you, like he, like Cisco has to do. He has to choose to look at it from the big picture, and like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that that's correct, because like I, I mean, I, I think as like an american like we kind of are like well you know we're always winning and that's kind of how the federation is too in this situation like we gotta win but like <laughs> like at what what at what cost are you gonna do that yeah. you know like whether you he, he betrays with- like everything he stands for oh yeah just to do this and and it might you, not even work it's crazy yeah. whether you agree with his decision or not like you understand why he made it that's the absolute Man. mark of an incredibly well-written episode yeah yeah i not to get ahead of ourselves or whatever, but like, thank God Romulus explodes. Because if they found out about this ever, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck would even happen? It would be horrible. There oh, would I be mean, another Romulan war. Yeah. He says, um, so yeah, this is later on in the episode, but he does imply that when he finds out about uh, what's happened, that he's going to tell everyone about it, and then yeah. you know, no one will trust the Federation ever again. Yeah, it's going to be a super problem. Yep. So, good thing that planet explodes, and that kind of gets wiped. But, I mean, I guess also, like, in a sense, like, they're probably right. There probably is a plan for Romulus, right? Like, there has to be, because it's the Dominion, and they're fucking evil as shit. So, who knows? (laughs) But what happens when they find out that, like, like, when they they win the war, spoiler alert, and and they go to Cardassia, and they go through the archives, if they didn't destroy them, and they find the actual plan, and they're like, well, why is this different? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why does this look different? This doesn't look the same as this. Huh. You just just made me realize that, like, when you guys were talking about, like, if they find out about this, no one's ever going to trust the Federation again. Um, Yeah. If Romulans, if any of our allies found out about all the dumb fucking Admiral shit that happens in Starfleet, no one would ever trust Starfleet again. Well, I always think of this as as, uh, Cisco's uh, Admiral... uh, try out this is a very admiral ass really thing to is. do holy shit like picard would have fought against this right like he would have been the one yeah, to foil this it. plot and then yeah. cisco would have went to space jail I th- well he would have yeah he would have fought against it and then told the romulans and then the romulans would have been like you know what maybe there's something to this and then it would have grown into them joining right instead of pure trickery that would have been a really great episode though if the romulans didn't react that way like if picard would gave them all the information and said like we want you to trust us so we showed you this 
like plot against you and they were like well fuck you guys and just pissed yeah. off and Picard was responsible for that <laughs> yeah if Picard is in Cisco's shoes at this moment in time at this moment in the war do the Federation lose the war it's a that's a fucking amazing that's a question. real that's a real ass question as well like yes. we don't know but like they, I would say yes. Yeah, they would be much sense. more inclined to lose the war for yeah. sure. Yes. Cuz it's that it's that war is hell thing. It's it's that like war it doesn't have rules and you can't pretend it does, right? And Cisco early on realizes that when he's like sending people to their deaths and he's like, "Look, this is very dirty. This is a dirty job." Like I don't know if Picard can do it. I don't I don't think he's that type of leader. No. I, I think, don't know. I think he'd try and talk his way out of it, but yeah. how much success, really, legitimately, throughout those seven seasons of TNG, did he have with the Romulans? Not really right. a great amount. Like he kept them at bay, kept the you know the wolves at the door, but right. Uh, it's it's yeah yeah. It's I think tough. the Romulans. I think the Romulans would have at least on like face value joined the Dominion instead. Mm. Absolutely, like, during the winning side. They would have definitely been, like, plotting a way, like, to undermine the Dominion and, like, take control at some point, because that's what Romulans do. Right. But they for sure would have allied themselves with them if it hadn't been they for would have been the Gambit. Breen. Like, the Breen yeah. start to do that later, right? Yeah. Where they're like, well, now we're in charge, and, and the Cardassians are like, wait, what? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, I don't know. This, uh... It, it's a great episode when, like, before we even start talking about it, we're like, what if all these things happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's an episode that makes you think, for sure, in a, in a way that Star Trek doesn't normally make you think. Like, uh, Right. Morality in Star Trek is usually very, like, starkly, there's a right way and a wrong way. And, right. like, Picard does the right way and Janeway does the wrong way, right? Yeah. And, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you ever notice, like, our M-Class account follows Star Trek, like the official Star Trek account, and holy yeah. shit, is that account pushing Voyager hard? Like, no, that's all it posts about. I think because Seven is back, right? Yeah, but it's Picard. been long before her announcement of being on Picard, though. I think Janeway's going to be in it, too. Did I make that up? Is that a thing you I made, made up? You made that up. I feel like she will be though. They She'll will be show up as an admiral, point, won't they? I will bet twenty euros. You guys still use euros? No, we've never used no. euros. No, they have not. Oh, twenty pounds. Pounds. Quid? Is that a pound? Yeah, is a quid a pound? A pound. Yeah. yeah. So like a buck and a dollar. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Twenty. Quid. When I was there, I just like put my credit card on the table yeah. and was like, "Do it." I don't know. <laughs> just fix it for me. I trust you guys. <laughs> S like, yeah, I bet she'll be in it. Cisco struggles, I think, is what makes it work. Like, what makes yeah. it work in the context of the rest of Star Trek and doesn't make it, like, stick out like a sore thumb, mm. makes it, like, part of the tapestry. Right. Is that Cisco struggles so hard with these decisions and he yep. feels them on a, in a Plus really you get real Avery level. Brooks. You get Avery Brooks, like, being great. Like, I don't. Who else could act in that like this? I this don't is know. his tour de force episode. Yeah. Like yeah, there there are earlier episodes where he does some wild shit that like doesn't make any sense. But this is what shows you that he is a Shakespearean actor, like trained yeah. through and through. Yeah, the stuff. It's, the log is a stage play. 
Oh, yes. It's a play. It's crazy. And it's like, I hate plays. Like, I don't hate them, but, like, I don't, like watching a te- like a play you know what i mean like on a on, on a screen i don't know i think like the language of movies and the language of uh television what well now anyway is is more amenable to me like i like it more it's more like visually appealing to me mm. and plays are very static and you go to a play to appreciate avery brooks right that's mm. why you go to a play to watch this guy act his ass off but in this, it just—it's great. It just works. I don't know. Plays really depend on the skill of the actors in a way that, like, television and the you gotta get around. Yeah. Like, if—if uh, if you're in a play and like a couple of the actors are shitty, your play is ruined. Yeah, I've been to some bad place too, where like I was just like, I don't care about any of this. Like, who? What is the story? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, Rich, know. did you do like stage acting in like high school or something? I feel like. No. I never did. Okay. Um, I I can't. Anyone who's listened to to Pond's Theatre on Subspace, nice plug there, <laughs> um, knows that I can't <laughs> act at all. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, bitch. <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good moment to plug though. If you go to SoundCloud or uh, Twitter, you can look up to Pond's okay. Theatre on Subspace, and it's a uh, Spinoff of this. We got shirts. Yeah, Josh and I got shirts. Uh, thanks to shout out to Pizza Man for those shirts. We appreciate that. Thanks, Pizza Man. Uh, yeah, so check out. Why do you go with? Why do you go with Pizza Man? Because he think? fucking loves pizza. He does love pizza. Who doesn't though? Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't love pizza. <laughs> I don't. I don't love pizza. I, I was gonna let that like, one lay for a second. I wasn't gonna say anything. It's like the sandwich of hot foods. It's like I, I like. Yeah. Sandwiches. Okay. Sure. I'll have a sandwich. Sure. I'll have pizza. But like, it's not like the steak of hot foods. You know what I mean? And I I'm guess, a very. I guess I think steak would be the steak of hot foods, right? Yeah, steak would be the steak for me. I'm very posh. That's oh, yeah. what you guys call oh, it. So, I'm uh, steak is my favorite food. Steak rules. Everybody, what's your favorite food? Indian food. Oh, I like Indian food, yeah. But I like dim yeah. sum as yeah. well. Yeah, dim sum is yeah. really good. Fucking like, the thing is, I could eat curry literally at any moment mm. on any day for the rest every of my day. life. Every <laughs> day. Yeah, I would be fine with that. Pizza every day? No, I'd probably kill myself. There, There is a limit for pizza. There's too much of a differentiation between bad pizza and good pizza. Yes, that's it's true. It's too wide a field. Also, like, we moved to uh, Monroeville, which is, like, a suburb of uh, Pittsburgh, and apparently it's one of the ones that has, like, shitty food. It only has bad food. Because every time we order pizza, it's garbage, except, like, two places we've ordered from. I mean, I don't know about Pittsburgh's culinary. I think there's hot dogs. You guys are known for hot dogs. Here it's cheesesteaks, which, like, okay, cool, right? Like basically like a meat hot dog <laughs> like so i don't know we don't have like good food here well we do but like not we're not known for like our culinary tastes in pennsylvania Dude, i like the distinction between a hot dog and a meat hot dog because the shit well, that's hot dogs in a hot have dog meat in them, Jeff. i don't know if you know hot dogs have like bird beaks in yeah. them and like hot dogs sawdust. are made out of people so i think your floor is made out of hot dogs that's why it's so squishy it's probably at least we'll never go hungry, right? While we're falling through the <laughs> fucking floor. Eat um, your floor. Th- I feel like we've introduced this episode. I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, we got a little off topic. I will I will say that, like, there are people who talk to me, and fuck, I wish they would stop, but there are people yeah, who I talk know, to right? me, and they say, Jeff, you don't like Section 31. Why do you like In the Pale Moonlight? And I right. say, you fucking moron. You idiot. Mm. You, wow. You piece of shit. Those things this have this nothing guy. to do with each other. <laughs> like, they're completely different levels of storytelling. Section 31 is, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if there was a mystery? Ooh, yeah. it's dark and foreboding. Oh, no. And this is a real fucking challenge to the morality of, of the United Federation of Planets. Yeah, this yeah. is a Star Trek episode, whereas Section 31 is like a... What if there were these bad guys? What and if it's they're like, baddies, but they're from Starfleet? It's like Hydra. It's like Starfleet Hydra, right? Oh, there's Nazis still. Okay. I think Thanks. Cool. this episode proves, ultimately, that you don't need a Section 31. That, like, captains yeah. can make those hard decisions. They can have the yeah. long nights of the soul and stuff like that. Section right. 31 is, like, a shadow in a dark room, whereas, like... Episodes like this are shadows in a really bright room. You've got like right. it's a real Which contrast fits, of something that fits Star Trek in a much yeah. better way as well. Um, also, like, like admirals do all room. this, like admirals yeah. do all these horrible things already. Why do you need Section Thirty One? <laughs> Also, there's, like, Starfleet intelligence, which is just, like, Starfleet, intel- like, CIA of Starfleet. Like, they're yeah. doing shit, too. Like, who, like, there's all kinds of shit going on that, like, you know, you don't need another, like, super villainous, like, murky mystery group, you know? I don't know it's kind of lazy writing, in my opinion. Se- Section 31 appeals, like, anybody who likes Section 31, fuck you. No, it's fine. You can, like, well, now they've you want like. Now they've been completely ruined. I mean, it's like yeah. even worse now. Where it's but like just you a can joke. you can like whatever you like. That's fine. But uh, Section Thirty One undermines Star Trek to me. Like it's it's antithesis to what Star Trek is. Meanwhile, yeah. this episode pushes those boundaries, and it does right. it in an extremely satisfying way. I mean, whereas yep. Section Thirty One appeals to people because it's it is like Hydra. It's it's an evil organization yeah. that has a name and face to it that you can be like, ooh, those bad guys. We got to beat them. Those em. are the bad guys. Yep. To me, it's they that were all same black. Sort of thing of you know people inventing new Superman stories and only being able not being able to get past the what if Superman was evil kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Fuck like, that. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Do you like, know how many? Not- another story to be told yeah. it's just lazy if people were asking me because uh, everybody loves asking me why I don't like things which is a great conversation starter mm-hmm. um, they asked me yeah. why I don't like Injustice and I'm like because I've read that story 900,000 times already mm-hmm. Superman's right. a bad guy and Batman's gotta fight him wow never heard that yeah. before <laughs> they get so obsessed with it that they make like movies about it and then you're like, oh, it's just this, but even worse somehow, because <laughs> their mom's name is Martha. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And that part in the movie wouldn't even be that bad if it wasn't sandwiched in the turd that the rest of the movie was. Yeah, I I don't know the difference between that one and Justice League. To me, they're like the same movie. Like I don't know. I think they're two different movies, right? Yeah, Superman <laughs> has one a of mustache in one of them. That's so. Bad. <laughs> That's no, that's a Mission Impossible. He's got the mustache. <laughs> it's this episode, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> this episode does like 
darker and edgier in a way that's uh, well written, and that's how you do it. You don't just make things darker and edgier for fuck's sake, like for whatever reason, right. because it'll sell better. I don't know. Well, like Rich said, like if it's gonna be dark, there has to be light. It can't all just be dark. And that's what Section 31 is, especially in the new movies, where it's just like, this shadow. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in that world already. <laughs> like, sh- I know that world the, already. The, like, evil secret organization with a fucking Times Square high-rise right. building with their name on it. <laughs> right. Like, I've seen this already. It's every fucking, like, CBS boomer show is like... What if there was, like, a secret FBI division? And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking stop. Well, they also, like, they've spent such a long time saying that, you know, the reason the Cardassians and the Romulans are so evil is because, like, they don't even have... They're not even on the same page at home. They've got, like, the Tau Shiar and the Obsidian Order and stuff like that. And then to have the Federation having their own version of that just completely delegitimizes that argument. It just doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. It's it makes it weird that the federation functions still, but like cuz like how would it yeah. if there was this shadow organization pulling all this shit off? Like it's, how would that like jive with how it works? Like so I, I don't think it would. If you think about it for 5 seconds, it falls apart as well. Like section 31 is an organization that exists separate from Starfleet and has since Enterprise times. Yeah. Well, in Enterprise times, we still had like the concept of ownership and needing to pay for things in mm-hmm. some way. Right. Uh, how the fuck did they function? Like money doesn't just disappear into a secret cabal organization. This is not the X Files. Right. Or the White House. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shut yeah, up, they outsider. Need- you can't fucking talk <laughs> right. about us. <laughs> Now he's right. He's so right. He's right. We're so fucked. We're so screwed. We're done. But, uh, it sucks. Can you guys save us? Can you like come save no, us? You guys, we we helped you guys. Yeah, they've yeah, got their own guys, problems. They've got Boris Trump to worry about. <laughs> it's funny because they look the same. It's, uh, but like, how does this organization function without any of its parent organizations knowing it exists? That's not how well, I anything guess it would be easier. I guess it would be easier. I'll play devil's advocate. I guess it would be easier because you could just get like replicators and just make shit, right? Well, I'm talking like, about like I'm make shit. I'm talking about like manpower. Let's think about it this way. Like I, right. I stopped watching X Files because uh, I'd had enough, and I might, wow. I might go back to it. I really like it, but there's, there's this like secret government organization, this like secret organization that's above all governments, right? And yeah. um. Uh, they have all these secrets that people aren't supposed to know about, like aliens are real. But they also have 500-man platoons with machine guns who also know aliens right. are real. Yeah, they keep the secret is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like Section 31 can't have existed all this. It's like the Illuminati. It's like yeah. the Illuminati right. thing, but in Star Trek. And yeah. that falls apart when you look at it for five seconds. Yeah, if too many people are telling the same story, it just falls apart. It's like... Even today, like people like I don't know, who's a current actor? Ben Affleck. Let's use Ben Affleck for example. He sure. can't even <laughs> he can't even take a shit without someone reporting on it. Right. So, you know, this idea of this like cloak and dagger organization doing such grand sweeping things it, without any sort of oversight, even even putting in an account for something. Like how do they right. like Jeff said, how do they pay for stuff? How do they, yeah. you know, how do they do interviews? What, do they kill everyone who doesn't get the job? 
Yeah, how do they move around? How do they just travel? How do they do anything, like the, right? Uh, like, the, the, like, the problem comes in with, like, people will bring up, oh, well, what about Trump and his uh, election interference? Yeah, we know about that. Yeah, but we found out about it. Yeah, like, that's the problem. That's, is like, that as we know, clandestine right? as you can get, right? Yeah, like, only, like, yeah. ten people knew it happened, and we all know right, about it now. and now everybody knows. Yeah. And, and think about that things. in a future world. Think about that in the future world where literally anyone right, where who sensors. wants to be a reporter of any kind can just be one. Yeah. <laughs> and in the grand scheme of things, it, t- it didn't really take that long for Trump to be found out. Really. Right, it took like two days. Yeah. It was like, we all knew, like we all suspected. Yeah. And then we knew and it was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> he said it on television. We got off on a Section 31 tangent. I didn't mean to do that. Um, no, guys. This sounds like something the Illuminati would say, though. So, I don't know, guys. I yeah. think we might be in the look, Section Illuminati. Look, uh, I gotta collect a check, so you guys gotta stop fucking saying Illuminati right now in my podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this podcast Sorry. brought to you by the La Le Lu Le Lo. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, in the Pale Moonlight Masterpiece, we're going to dive into the episode summary and talk about our thoughts throughout it uh, right after a word from these messages. We'll be right back. After the and now it's his turn. It all started back when I was a kid on Melmac, and my name was Gordon. Gordon Shumway. Actually, I prefer Alf. <laughs> it's new storytelling Alf. Say on Melmac, no tabby burger. And he sings, he moves, he tells stories, and even knock-knock jokes with lots of uproarious cassettes to choose from. I'll tell you, kiddo, I'm just having too much fun. <laughs> storytelling Alf. Extra cassettes sold separately. Batteries not included. New from Coleco. Welcome back from those messages. Hopefully you've purchased those items because we definitely get a commission on Nerf Blasters from 1992 or what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely do. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you skipped they ahead, think we didn't? <laughs> <laughs> if you skipped ahead to this part for some reason, we're joined by Rich Masters. <laughs> hey! Um, I, I suppose I should really say thank you for, you know... Letting me see how the sausage is made. Wait, double sausage is made. Yeah, this is a double <laughs> sausage fest in here right now. Eventually we're going to have to get somebody on this podcast who isn't just like a white dude. One day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or just a, a dude in general. Yeah. But I guess like we've only had like three people, so. It's true. We don't do guests. And we're not even like humans. We're like <laughs> aliens, so whatever. We, we don't do guests, but we ended up with Rich on anyway, because he manufactured it that way. <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, well, when he, wrote, when he writes an entire season of a Star Trek series, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. I except felt like we owed get, him. Except get work published. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this, well, like, apparently people who own companies sometimes listen to this podcast. Um, what? If you Weird. well, I got that mean email from the one guy who owned the one company. Remember, um, vaguely the uh, so if you're a boss of some sort who is in any position to make Rich Masters a published author, please <laughs> shoot us an email and we'll put you in contact with him because 
he is too fucking good to not be out there on the shelves. That's right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, as soon as you publish your first book, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it, and then I'm gonna sleep with it. <laughs> oh, nice. What I'll do is I'll cut a page in uh, cut a hole in page sixty nine for you. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean. It's gonna have to be a pretty big hole. <laughs> it's gonna paper cut right, guys. the hell out of your wiener. Yeah. I mean, right, guys? Big dicks, am I right? Yeah. yeah. We all got like at least a hundred inch dicks, right? It's just, yeah. Because around, like around. around. <laughs> My penis is the same height and weight as me, so. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's hop into this episode summary. Uh, The episode begins with a captain's log where uh, Sisko is extremely distraught and having trouble explaining. uh, He doesn't even know what day it is at the beginning. Mm. And he's like, holy shit, it's only been two weeks. Right. So right out the bat, we're like, oh my god, what happened? Are you okay, Sisko? (laughs) Do you need a hug? Deep Space Nine dad? I don't want my my best Deep Space Nine dad to feel so so much pain. It would be... This is the... Go ahead, go ahead, get going. I was going to say, it would be really funny if he missed Jake's birthday or something like that. Because <laughs> no one cares about Jake at this point during the series. It'd be like, and then there was a 16 Candles-esque episode about Jake and not, his parents not knowing it's his birthday. <laughs> Alright, well now that we've covered the worst case scenario for this episode. Cisco <laughs> uh, thinks that if he talks his way through everything that's happened in his log, he can make his way through it. But he does mention he hasn't told anybody, which is strange to me because logs don't logs go straight to Starfleet? No, you have to send them. There's like unofficial ones and shit. Yeah, it's I like mean, that diary, gets right? covered at the end anyway when he Yeah, but anyway. They, they, um he he talks about posting the official list of Starfleet personnel that have been killed or are missing in the war and that it happens every Friday, so he he just loathes Friday. He can't Every time yeah. he can't deal with it anymore. Like, what a shitty fucking Friday. Oh, here's a bunch of people that are dead. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. <laughs> also, there's no weekends because we're We don't war. do weekends anymore. <laughs> there's no weekends. Um, <laughs> Dax is. Also, standing. the week is nine days long now? I don't know. <laughs> Space. F- fuck you, Bajorans. Um, <laughs> Dax is like scanning the list of posted dead and she finds one of her friends has died. And. Yeah. Apparently everybody has gone through this. They're all like, "Yeah, I mean, that's how it is." Yep. And that's when the Romulans not being involved in the war first gets brought up. Hmm. And Bashir is for it, and Dax is a racist. Yeah, well, she's like a realist, I guess, not in her racism, but in her like <laughs> approach to like why they wouldn't. Right? She's like, "Look, they're not gonna," because it comes up right that like. The Dominion is crossing crossing the neutral zone and blowing up ships on our side. I say our side. We're in the Federation. Our we're side the of the border. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, we are. It's yeah. Uh, and and Bashir's like, well, what the fuck are they doing that for? It's like crazy. And Dax is like, yeah, well, you know, it doesn't hurt them to you know crossing our their backyard to bloody our nose or whatever. It's a it's a it's a cool like you get to see Dax like be kind of like ruthless which is kind of neat like yeah i mean that's like lifetimes of experiences in yeah war you know yeah 
she should be familiar with Romulans by this point, considering that didn't wasn't it Curzon Dax who had stuff to do with the Kitmer Accords? Yeah, yes. he was at the yeah. Um, Curzon Dax was apparently like, according to all the extended universe shit, involved in literally everything that ever happened in Starfleet. That's that's convenient for <laughs> stories. Oh, Curzon was there. Oh, cool. And one cool. of our hosts was a gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, gymnast. Bones? Yeah, Didn't one of them. Bones? One of them fucked bones. I don't know which one it is. Got I think it was the gymnast. Boned bones. Boned bones. Technically, but, uh, every straight woman fucks bones. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked everything but my bones. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's important to note that this, like Cisco makes the decision to bring the Romulans into the war himself. Like it's it's that yeah. what Josh was talking about earlier, the uh, road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. That like old yeah. chestnut, and it's very much played out in how Cisco is like, we need the Romulans. I'm going to do whatever it takes to bring the. I'm Romulans assuming into this. he runs this by some folks. I think oh. there's a line that there he's like. Yeah, they said it's okay. They give a they gave us their blessing or whatever. Huh. He like s- is setting up the plan first though, and then I think he tells them about it. Yeah, you don't ever see it, but yeah, I assume he asks for forgiveness, not permission, with this. Yes, exactly. Probably exactly. so. Yeah, the um the importance of him choosing to do this is that he starts out thinking, you know he won't have to cross so many lines. He says he'll do whatever's necessary, but his idea of whatever's necessary at this point is nowhere near as extreme as it turns out at the end. Yeah, he doesn't it's, realize, like, naive, right? Like, Which is, yes. like, very un-Cisco-like. He's not naive. No, but, but he, he is, is a Starfleet a, officer. Yes, so. he is a Federation citizen. He's, he did grow up in paradise. His right. idea of what dirtying your hands means is a little right. bit more naive than say a Romulans even yeah, though he's he has, like he did gas a planet already <laughs> he's thinking like I might have to bribe someone which is weirdly <laughs> later on like the thing that really bothers him <laughs> like, yeah. which is like the least amount of terrible things he's had to do in this episode um, the Romulans don't want anything to do with the Federation. Romulans are our oldest enemies at this point yeah. even though we didn't really know that well, I guess we didn't know what they looked like, but they were our oldest enemies out in space. Because the Zindi just fuck off, I guess. We don't really know. They become a part of the Federation. Fuck them. At some point. Stupid-ass Zindi. Anyway, um... <laughs> they become well, there's Brazil. five of them, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Anyway, um... Like, uh... <laughs> Dax plays like a devil's advocate with, like, a debate... Like this sort of like make believe debate, and Cisco yeah. tries to use like Picard tactics. He tries right. to use diplomacy, and Dax like shuts him down. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she even acts like around like she's, she's like so really good. great. Yeah. Terry Fer- Farrell is great in this. She's she's a great actress. She doesn't get enough credit yeah. for that, I think, because she starts yeah. out a little rocky in the first season, but everybody does. Well, she comes off as like real like like happy all the time, and like mm. yay, I'm. I'm just having fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but um, she's real good. Her, um, she, her her discussion points as well, like, her lines are almost exactly the same as Vreenax. She yes. is so good at it. She can just yes. anticipate what they're going to say. And I mean, you know, we can all anticipate what a Romulan's going to say, but 
Her lines are virtually identical, some of them. I wonder if they... I mean, obviously, like, if they knew they were going to cast the guy for Vreenak, and they had her watch him, yeah, and she oh, said, yeah. "Okay, I can act like him, acting like a Vreenak." Like, I'm sure that they, they, something like that happened because it's like you're right; it's identical almost. That's really cool if they put that time and effort. I mean, this episode is yeah. so well crafted. They yeah. for sure put that that type of time and effort in. It might have just been as simple as Vreenak shot his shit first, and she was there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Could just be that. Um, Cisco makes his first his first dark decision at this point. He makes his first like compromised position. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the show, um, everybody and their mom knows that Garrick is a spy. Like <laughs> he's uh, a pretty bad spy. He's at terrible. This point. <laughs> but um, we we know like all the a lot of the horrible shit he did when he was a spy as well because he is Cardassian and they are terrible. Um, <laughs> wow, Jeff. <laughs> Jeez, you just let Rich say some racist <laughs> shit about Romulans, but I bring up the Cardassians. That's <laughs> <laughs> just my. I have a soft spot for them. They get pretty screwed. They do. The Romulans, do. they deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of dicks. They kind of deserve it. Um, after what those fucking Cardassians, those goddamn Cardies, did to Picard, I'll never forgive them. <laughs> they are awful lights. But um, Garrick is is a spy, so Cisco goes to him specifically because of his skill set. Like, yeah, and he's like, "Yo, do some spy shit for me." <laughs> yeah, I want you to find out information about the Romulan government and what their plans are, so that I can use it in my debates. It's not that dark of a decision, right? Mm, yeah. Although it is like going to like an ex-Nazi spy. Yeah. And being like, yeah. hey, dig up information on Hunter Biden, right? Well, it's, it's right. like Operation Paperclip, isn't it? Yeah, so yes. it's like sanctioned as fuck. <laughs> That's is, how we got to the moon. Yep. It is sanctioned, but like, I have this idea in my head, I don't think it's covered in this episode, that it's very much like... We give you our blessing to do this, but if you get caught doing it, we had nothing yeah. to do with. Like a spy, like a fucking spy, right? Like we don't know you. What we didn't say that this was okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like that's the Federation with Cisco too. Like yes, yes. Cisco. If you get caught doing this, we didn't know anything about yeah. it. He also tells Garrick, he's like, "Hey, um, call in some favors on Cardassia," yeah. and Garrick's like, "Uh, that would require like every favor." <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, he, he mentions so that it's it? going to be messy and bloody as well. And Cisco, yeah. Cisco feels like he's a war man at this point. Like he really right. learns what the price of war is throughout this episode. Josh I, mentioning that he's naive is actually really on point. Like he's he's not naive in the same way that someone like like Picard is, or like Janeway at the beginning of Voyager right. is. He's naive in a way where he thinks he's not. He thinks he's the tough guy who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's different, like, looking at names on a wall and and, and instead of, like, putting your hands in the blood. Yeah. That's I'm the one who's totally responsible <laughs> for yes. these people dying. Yeah. Well, the, Garrick is really, really blunt about this. He's, he almost admits he can't do it as well and that it's impossible. Yes. And, you know, like, that... He's crossing a line that is far, far far harder to walk back from than I think he realizes. And like when you when you watch the episode again with, you know, knowledge of what happens, you see that he's very very clear that 
he not only doesn't think this is going to work, but he's putting the fucking building blocks in place for preparing to fail and kill a lot of people. He he yeah. already knows what he's going to do, oh, which totally. is like so amazing and why Garrick is so good. It's so he, well he knows as well. Yeah. And the, my favorite part about it is like looking at it from a big picture point of view, Garrick is warning him about all the terrible shit he's going to have to do. And Cisco doesn't understand what he's getting at in the same way that Garrick right. Cause he doesn't speak the same it. language. No. Garrick is speaking spy language and Cisco is speaking Starfleet captain mm. language. Cisco is like uh, it's it's a messy and bloody business and war as well, but it's different. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Like war is what you have to do in order to protect Utopia. This is like going a step further. This is taking that like Garrick said, the step across the line that's harder to take right. back. It's like uh, dropping a bomb on somebody. Like, you can just push a button. Oh, yeah. someone's going to die from this, right? It's like pulling the and trigger then, yourself in front of somebody. Or, or stabbing somebody yeah. to death. Like, oh, God, I have to, like, see it, and I have to feel it, like, with my hands. Like, it's way different. I don't know that from experience, though. <laughs> just, just to be clear. A lot of people, like, make the comparison between, like, you know, Truman's actions when he dropped the bombs on Japan and like Churchill's actions when he let you know various parts of England be bombed that he had prior knowledge of whether that's true or not but yeah because they didn't because you guys had radar and they didn't want him to know about radar and there's something very different here in that you know Churchill and Truman didn't live in the sort of Eden-esque society that Cisco does so it almost it doesn't make it as bad if bad is the right word but Cisco's so naive about what is going to happen and he just doesn't doesn't even it does he can't even visualize how bad it's going to get he doesn't even understand yeah. what he's saying yeah, doesn't like he context. doesn't get it yeah he, he, this is when he says that line the road to hell is paved with good intentions and he he mentions uh daddy Cisco disco Yep. Disco. Yeah, well, we've seen Disco at this point, so it's great, like, because you're like, oh, man, that's totally something Disco would say. That's totally him. And um, he, he mentions that line, and it's important. He doesn't know how long that path is yet. He doesn't no. know how long the road is at this point. His vision of what's going to happen is that Garrick does some things and he doesn't have Eps. to worry about. Yeah. Comes back with the information. He tricks the Romulans with it. And in a debate setting, and then that's he it. Lawyers Everything's it, perfect. Right? Like you said, Jeff, it's like a courtroom. He's In his mind, yeah. he's going to be like, well, I have evidence that says otherwise. And then the Romulan's going to be like, oh my god, you're right. It's all fantasy. It's like a fucking fantasy. It's His plan is based on, like... Uh, Conjecture. It's all. Yeah. It's all based on like this is what's going to happen when this happens. Right. And he doesn't even know if the first this is going to happen yet. But things are going to work out in his mind because Whereas things always like, kind of work out, right? Right. Whereas Garrick is like probably thought about this already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If not, like already had this plan going, maybe because that's the type of fucking crazy person he is, you know. Probably because the Cardassians think more like the Romulans than the Federation. Yes, do. yes, yes. It's it's, uh, it's great. I, it is I, great. already. It's like uh, it's like I'm a hundred percent in. <laughs> I love this. I love it. It's it's a new viewpoint on Cisco because like like Josh said again, he's a very smart man. He said. 
that uh, <laughs> we we haven't seen Cisco as being naive. That's not how we view him. Yeah, he's the dad. He's the leader. He's, he's the guy who he's is made the hard tough decisions guy. in the past. Yeah. He's he's made these hard moves. But he's making a hard move into a territory that he has no business in right. at this point. Yeah. And he doesn't understand the scope of what he's doing yet. Which is, it's a different way to view him, even. This episode which gives you a completely different viewpoint on him. Which is crazy, because it's like, this is like probably the most like clandestine, like, fucked up thing ever done. <laughs> like, it's up there, right? Like, it's up oh, yeah. there. Um, this is when we learn that, like, it's kind of, like, glossed over a little bit, but, like, the Dominion takes Beta Zed. Yeah. We know yeah. Beta Zed. We've been there before. Right. They're trampling on all those flowers that Riker makes out around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking, those flowers matter. There's boots are stomping on them. And you start, you wonder at this point, like, how, like, is... is I can't remember fucking character's name. Shit. Uh, uh, Troy's mom. Troy. Yeah, yeah. Loxana. Yeah, like, how is is Loxana okay? She probably was, like, looking for a 20th husband at the time. <laughs> She's probably fine. So, um, I, so I did a little bit of research to find out about <gasps> this, because I thought this would be what? quite interesting. There's a book about her oh my God. doing, a, um, like, putting together a resistance at this point. of this What? Yeah, Loxana? Yeah. No way. What's it called? I don't know. I didn't do that much research. Wow. <laughs> Lawaxana's <laughs> big war. Lawaxana's <laughs> big day. <laughs> One weird betazoid. It's a children's oh, book. It's a coloring book. Yeah, right. yeah. It tells the dark, gritty story I, of the loss of Beta Zed. I don't want to take anything away from Lawaxana. I love her and I love Michelle Barrett, but I don't see Lawaxana doing that. No, That's no. not. That doesn't fit my view of her but hey whatever but <laughs> i'm sure it's um cisco is pissed like there yeah, this is like the straw that breaks the camel's back right and they have their eyes set on fucking the home worlds of the federation yeah. andor teller prime vulcan like alpha centauri which is yeah. like we could go to Alpha Centauri yeah. if we really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a stone's throw away from Earth. If they get control yeah. of Alpha Centauri, we're done. Like, what are yeah. we fucking gonna do? So, Cisco goes back to Garrick. It's apparently been three days. And he's like, Garrick, why haven't you solved this war yet? <laughs> why, why haven't you fixed this <laughs> massive, unsolvable problem? <laughs> but, uh, he's, he has, um, like, Stoolies. He's got snitches in the Cardassian yeah. uh, military, and every time he's spoken with one of them, they turn up dead within a day. Yeah, because the Dominion ain't fucking around, dude. He's very fucking and glib about it as well. He's yes. like, they're all yeah. dead he doesn't now. give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Don't give oh, up, well. Captain. You've got uh, you've got me on your side." And so he's working the captain, right? Yeah. Like this, yeah. like he's 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 fucking working him like he knows what he has to do like he already does so it's, there's something here isn't there that and i was going to bring this up later does is garrick also using this as an opportunity to clear house maybe it's a good i mean what a genius plan right like 
fucking it it, it only benefits him, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is gone on Cardassia. So if, if, if he ever gets to go back, there's no questions yep. oh, about yeah. who he is. Dude, I tell you also, what, after the first one got killed, that's absolutely what he did. Yeah. Like, yeah. he started contacting people who would be against him being reinstated. Right. right he's, just using, he's just using this as a means to kill them. Gar- it's fucking brilliant. Garrick's ex-gym teacher turns up dead. <laughs> <laughs> Make me climb his the ex-girlfriend. rope, you bastard. <laughs> hey, do you think you could break into the Dominion and get me some plans? Uh, I, sorry. Uh, see you later, Sandra. Good talking to you again. <laughs> Sandra dies. And, but also, like, uh, the captain owes him forever. Yeah. Like, it's fucking brilliant, dude. Garrick can do he's, anything. Garrick has manufactured a situation using Cisco's need so that no matter whatever happens, he has... He wants the captain in his pocket. He's a Cardassian. Yeah. He wants control. Right. And now he does have the captain in mm. his pocket. And he reminds him of that several times oh, yeah. in this episode. Like, you yeah. owe me for this. Yeah. It's it's and, fucking amazing and like super fucked up. Cardassians maybe they just love like maybe they get off on this shit, man. I guess if you're a spy of any kind, you're like, yeah, like this is like a super spy orgasm for you. It's a perfect play. It's perfect. <laughs> this scene Garrick also, seems like he's getting off on it for sure. <laughs> yeah. This scene also just reminds you of how good a tailor he is because I don't know where he's got like his grandmother's curtains to make that suit he's wearing, but it looks like he lo- looks like a really shitty Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, Garrick! The uh, future of fashion is fucking awesome, dude. I want to start wearing Garrick clothes. This is where Cisco's plan takes another fucking nosedive. Garrick says, you know, we're probably not going to be able to obtain this information. Every person I ever talk yeah. to ends up dead. Not great for this plan. We don't even know if it exists, right? Like they honestly, if, like they have no idea if it exists. What if we just make it? Yeah. We just make it ourselves. We make it a completely like believable fake. Because I know about Cardassian technology. I know They're about deep how they faking. keep their records. They're deep faking, dude. We'll make a deep fake, and it'll be yeah. hot as fuck. That's what he says. <laughs> it's going to be... What's her name? From uh, The Fappening. <laughs> I don't remember what her name is. I Jennifer <laughs> Love Hewitt. <laughs> That's not her name. <laughs> That's probably not her. <laughs> the yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. Girl, is he- that who you're talking about? Uh, the one who's in all the movies. She's Mystique. I don't remember. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Or something. L- Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. It's too normal. Like Garrick's body. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be Quark <laughs> on Kira's body, <laughs> and it's gonna be hot as fuck. Um. <laughs> unfortunately, like fortunately or unfortunately, really depending on how you look at it, Cisco feels like this might be his only chance. Well, like, he rationalizes it, and I, I don't, I, I think Garrick even kind of says it. He's like, look, like, it probably is there. Like, you know they have it, right? It's the devil on his shoulder. He's like, look, they, it, it's, it exists, so why not, like, why don't we just skip the middleman and just make it? It's fucking, it's like the devil, man. It's like the fucking devil talking to you. It's great. And the worst thing is that everything he says is absolutely 100% true, and that's why yes! you can't turn away yeah. from it. Yes! You can't not do it. Like, right? Like, you have to do it. 
It's fucked he's, up. He's dude. telling the truth. He's like Cisco. This apple that you're not supposed to eat is fucking delicious, dude. Yeah. You want this, and also you deserve it. Yeah, because you're gonna you save a lot of people. <laughs> it's fucking and, um, dark. Garrick is the one who creates this plan. Like Cisco, the plan is taken out of Cisco's hands. He doesn't realize it. He feels like he's the one who's yeah. still okaying everything. He's the one who's still like uh, writing the checks, or so to speak. Right. He's the boss. But he's right? not. He's, he's not getting the Yojimboed. Boss. He's getting fucking Yojimboed hard. <laughs> like Garrick is now in control of the situation. Cisco is his underling. He just doesn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, Garrick's plan is to invite Senator Vrenak of Romulus to Deep Space Nine, since he's going to be going through that space in a sure. week anyway? Sure, why not? Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Star Trek reasons. <laughs> but uh, Vrenak is responsible for the non-aggression pact with the Dominion that the Romulans signed, and he's like the guy. He like created that pact. He loves it. Yeah. He's the best. He sleeps with it like he, I do Rich's book. He fucking <laughs> hates the Federation. He hates them. So if uh, Cisco could figure out a way to get Vrenak to agree to join the Federation in the war effort, then there's no way the rest of the Romulans are going to fall in place. Like, if you can make it with right. Vrenak, you can make it anywhere. And that's, like, super politics over there, right? So that's saying a lot. They're going to uh, create Dominion, like, they're they're not even just going to create, like, plans, because that wouldn't make, that wouldn't be convincing Not enough. convincing yeah. enough, right. They need to create, like, a holodeck-style simulation of a video of on a, a Dominion data rod. On a, and only the data rods are made on Cardassia, <laughs> and getting one yeah. is, like, im-fucking-possible. Like... So already we're at, like, Ocean's Eleven style, like, how the fuck are we going to do this plan, right? And Cisco is unsure. He doesn't know that Starfleet is going to approve this plan, because he's still, he's still looping Starfleet in at this point. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's like, I gotta tell him about this, I can't make this decision, right? Like, this is beyond my pay grade. And Garrick says, like, the Federation is in dire straits. Beta Zed is, like, their next-door neighbor. Earth, like, the <laughs> part of space that has the Federation's home worlds is, like, a hop, skip, and a jump away from Beta Zed. They're in dire straits at this point. Yeah. So they're going to approve the plan. Garrick says this. And they fucking do. They're like, yeah, rubber stamp. Yeah. Almost we, like he we knows trust somehow. Yeah. Maybe it's intuition, or maybe he has somebody in. Who knows, right? character dude I'm sure he has people in the federation what a fucking he... story what a character man like he's amazing he's, he's a like ever... master yeah he's like everything that section 31 was supposed to be but yeah. they already had that character in their show like they didn't forgot that they had garrick i don't know He's, a, he's, he's great. a puppet master, and, like, we've seen him do puppet mastery things before, but it's always been to, like, some dumbass, like, Bashir or something. Yeah, he's mostly just bored, right? And he's, and like, fucking with you or whatever. And you see Losing that moment mind. where things change. Where, like, it happens a little earlier in the episode. You see that moment where Garrick's entire attitude towards this changes. Like, yeah. Cisco comes to him, and he's like, oh, I've got, I want you to find out this information or whatever. And, and Garrick is, like, a little shocked. He's like, really? Like... Right. You want to work with me and everything? And Cisco's like, well, I'll do you know what it takes to get the Romulans on board. Garrick flips on like a fucking light switch. Yeah. 
Yeah. He suddenly has that giant smile. He knows <laughs> what's about to happen. Well, I mean, he's been taking fucking pain-killing drugs to get through the boring Bajor stuff that he yeah. has to do. Like, oh my god, not another... Don't ring the bells outside the fucking temple again. I can't stand it. <laughs> like, I can't it, look at uh, another Joomja stick. I'm going to kill somebody. Taking brain cocaine for god knows how many years. <laughs> he finally gets to have fun for once in his yeah. life. And this is like his magnum opus, man. Right? Yeah. Like... Imagine being. This is like uh, I don't know if you guys know about Garbo, not the actress Garbo, but there was a spy in World War II who like was influential in like having uh, D Day succeed. Yeah. He was like a double agent, and like they didn't know who he was for years. Like his identity was a secret up until like the eighties, and like it was just this Spanish guy who was just like amazing at being a spy who like orchestrated where the allies landed on d-day it's like imagine being that guy and like wielding that power like imagine being garrick and being like well i'm gonna just like you know turn the galaxy on its head like that's fucking insane it reminds me of um there's a scene in justice league the animated series where um lex luther they confront lex luther and they ask him about um his plot to become president and he says to them yeah. like do you know how much power i'd have to give up to become president right. and like yeah. he's exactly the same he's got so many lives in his hands and he could just yeah. toss them away or you know bring them in or whatever he can do whatever he wants and imagine and the, being the, like wh- in the federation later and being like oh this guy had a lot to do with like, if it ever comes out yeah like this guy had a lot to do with Saving Earth. <laughs> okay. You know, you know what the wildest part of that is? Garrick believes that he's given up all of his power at this point. Like, to him, yeah. he's, like, in a super shitty situation that he can't affect anything in anymore. But he's in he's sort the of more like most a Star Wars situ- character at this point. Right? Like, there's, like, he's sort of, like... I don't know about that. There's not a... Like, political intrigue in Star Wars is a whole lot dumber. <laughs> it is dumber, but it... it, it in the sense that, like, so much rides on one person. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen in Star Trek too often. I mean, it does a little bit because the stories revolve around captains and stuff like that. But, like, this is, like, next level shit. Yeah. Like, the, I don't... The captains are, like, cogs in a machine. Like, Picard wouldn't yeah. work very well without Will and Geordie and Data. Right. But Garrick's a complete anomaly in the universe, almost, that he operates yeah, he's like completely his own autonomously. Thing. Yeah. It's well, crazy. Like, like, I was, like I was saying, like, Garrick ended up in a situation where he's in the absolute perfect place to affect all these things. It was all pure happenstance that he ended right. up at Deep Space Nine. Like, he makes it out like, oh, I'm spying for Cardassia, but Cardassia doesn't want anything to fucking do no. with him at that point. Right. And if he hadn't have ended up in that situation, uh, there would the Dominion would have obliterated the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, like World War II, like, where you, like, you learn about how close everything came to not working. Yeah. And you're like, how did we get out of this? <laughs> like, how did this work? It's crazy, man. Thank God for Captain America, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Captain America. Thanks, Captain America. If it wasn't the for real you throwing guy. your mighty shield, <clears throat> yeah, we would all be Nazis now instead of just part <laughs> of us. We'd all be speaking Hydra. Um, <laughs> I heard that. That was funny. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, Garrick tells Cisco about uh, a holographic forgerist uh, named Grayson. 
Oh, yeah. And Graython is in a Klingon prison where he's going to be executed, probably for fucking just being somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. Klingons are real <laughs> execution happy. Do you, yeah. do you think um, Galrond was keeping him inside King Jabu Jabu's belly? Because he looks like a Zora. He does look like a Zora. <laughs> he does. Wow. I was like, where are you going with this, Rich? <laughs> He looks, he looks maybe a little bit digested. Maybe he got... If he yeah, was in there, maybe. he started getting digested. He's so weird. <laughs> he is weird. Um, Cisco talks to Galron, and somehow he's able to get him to pardon him. He's like, Galron, old buddy, old pal. Yeah. Um, I feel, Are we past the point where we learn a secret about Galron? I think that's later. We learn... I don't remember... I don't remember that. I don't know. Hmm. I don't remember. You guys know what secret I'm talking about, right? About Galron? Yeah. No. Ah, shit. That's the, a super big fake, spoiler. The fake secret. The secret that Odo knows. And it turns out that it's not that. Uh. Oh, you're talking about... You're talking about him being... Them thinking he's a changeling? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah no, we're past, we're past that. Yeah. We're, we're past, past that. that. Okay, yeah. so, like... Okay, I get it. Okay. I'm so, just gonna say it, because we'll never figure it out if I don't. Yes, I'll just be <laughs> fucking going around in circles forever. Yeah. Watch the show, idiots. <laughs> but, uh... Like, Graython has to, um... I guess they call him Tolar. I don't know. Tolar Graython. Super yeah. fucking Star Trek name. <laughs> Tolar, um has to make a holographic program for Cisco. That's the conditions of him being let go. And Cisco fucking threatens the shit out yeah. of this guy. Yeah, he like bad cops the shit out of him, but then also yeah. Garrick is the bad cop too. <laughs> and you're like, oh what? Bad cop worst cop. <laughs> yeah, bad cop worst cop. Fucking just cops. <laughs> yes. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's just regular cops. Yeah. Uh Tolar thinks that Cisco wants like a sex weirdo program. Like yeah. what all I could think of during that is like how bad of a sex weirdo program must you want to break a guy out of prison? Yeah, that would be some fucked up shit. <laughs> That'd be some super illegal shit. Like I don't know, Q sex or something super illegal <laughs> and weird. Super sex. Ultra sex or mega ultra sex. Ultra porn. Um, but as soon as like Cisco starts telling him what they actually need, Tolar is like, "Fuck no, I'm not doing anything for you." Yeah. But then Garrick walks out, and Tolar knows who he is. So yeah, and he's like, "All right, I guess I got to do it." <laughs> and he's like, get... "This sort of like led, leads um, lends credence to the idea of Garrick cleaning house because he has this yeah. sort of history with him, and he only has to mention Garrick's name and." This um, Zoro guy is like, um, oh, Garrick's here. Oh well, then yeah, I'll he gets shut nervous. Up and do whatever you want. Yeah, he gets like really afraid. He's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, like, he's, I, he's not up. trying to get Cardassian tortured. <laughs> We've seen that shit before. Yeah, I don't want no, to be looking at five lights, dude. I don't want to get my molar ripped out and have to get flogged naked. At least not torture-wise. Yeah. Not at least not until we get that weird <laughs> sex program rolling. Am I right? <laughs> Right, guys? Right? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> right? But, uh... The, um... <laughs> that's when he threatens him. Like, he's like, uh... If you don't help me, I'm gonna throw you back to the Klingons and they're gonna execute right. you. Which, like, this guy's a moron. 
Because, like, I mean, I guess because it's I mean, as an audience member, we're like, oh, he's going to let him go. Of course he is. He's a Starfleet officer. Right? He's yeah, gonna, but, like, but he's Garrick is word. involved at this point. So. Right. But you don't think about that because you're like, oh, Cisco's in charge. Like, he's he's the one leading this thing, which is complete lie. It's not true at all. He's not in charge of a fucking ham sandwich during this whole episode, man. <laughs> he's rubber stamping everything Garrick's yeah, doing. Yeah, he, he's a rubber stamper. It's exactly right. He's approved, approved. And uh, Cisco realizes he's made a mistake because, like, he goes back to his office and immediately gets a call that Tolar is trying to fucking murder Quark. <laughs> he stabs Quark in the chest with a fucking knife. And Tolar, like... Being fresh out of Klingon prison, tries to get drunk and laid. That's immediately what he yeah. he goes to Quark's bar and tries to get some dancer to have sex with him, and then stabs Quark. Yeah, he hits on a Dabo girl, and they say like Quark's being like unusually chivalristic, chivalry like, right? Like he's like comes to her aid, which is like crazy, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not what Quark normally does. Yes. Yeah. But it's like that one little thing, right? That one thing that you don't account for, and it fucks yeah. the whole plan up. This this is such a good, like, midway point, like a little callback to reality. We're, like, so deep in this clandestine shit at this point, right? Right. That um, we need to be pulled back into the Star Trek reality yeah. and right. see just how far Cisco has fallen already. Because... Like, Cisco takes Quark aside and he says, like, I can't have anybody knowing Tolar's on the station. Right. I'll give you, I'll give you, like, whatever you want. I'll, like, compensate your lost profits <laughs> and damage. It kills him. Yeah. Like, and Cisco's like, Ugh. Like, he stops in the middle of a sentence and he goes, like, Ugh. Like, he can't believe he's doing it. Like, like it's fucking crazy. And Quark's reaction is perfect. It's not like, ha yes. ha, great to begin yes. with. He goes, wait, really? Yeah, You're, and he says, thank, thank you, this? Captain. He thanks him, right? And he said, yeah. the Captain's like, what for? For reminding me that everybody has their price. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Whatever. Because, like, everyone, everyone he who is around Cisco at the moment is just performing their day-to-day jobs. Like, he talks to Odo, and Odo, Odo only respects the law. So right. he, he knows that he can't get around him, so he has to find another way. And then he talks to Quark, and Quark has his own reasons for doing what he does. And he has to somehow circumvent that as well. And then he talks to Julian later on, and... He, he has to do that, and it's a real sort of, like, he keeps getting buckets of water in the face, like, right. you're doing something bad here. This, yeah, exactly, like, like there's warning bells, like, everyone is like, this is fucked up, like, Julian's like, I'm gonna protest, and, like, Odo's like, yeah. I can't do that, I'm gonna protest, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, you're in, in a dark spot when those yeah. two guys are, like, not yeah. on board, right? It's, that that's like a cold bucket of water in the face for the audience as well. Yeah, like it's yeah. gr- incredible writing. I mean, we, we've talked this show up and down. Suck that's dick. Six ways to Sunday. <laughs> but I'm not like, done yet. That like flash of water in the face. Like where we we're taken out of the clandestine shit. We agree with everything that Cisco's done to this point, and the show is like, do you agree with what he's doing? Right. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Like this is some it's this is some incredible. darker shit than you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Which even, is even saying something for Deep Space Nine, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. I I love it. I and it's weird cuz like 
this episode could have been terrible, right? But it's like not. I don't know. I don't know how it could have been terrible, but like like you were saying, Jeff, like dark for dark's sake and dark and Starfleet don't really go together. Yeah. But here it's like it's it's a masterpiece. It's a fucking it's like a it's like a concerto of like well, things. Like like when I the cold bucket of water, like Rich said, or like the bringing you out of the clandestine world. It's uh that's where it's Star Trek. It doesn't just go like right. oh look how dark and moody and shit this right. is. It's like just for the sake of itself. Like yeah. look look at how dark Cisco is getting compared to the way the rest of Starfleet is working compared right. to the Star Trek world around him. Right. And that shit it's was us, perfect. It's us sucking its dick, not it sucking its own dick, which is yes. how things work now. Um, there, there's but more then there's like another. It, isn't there like another like casualty report? So we get drawn yes. out again, yeah. right? Yes, that's yeah. like you. You're starting to disagree with what Cisco is doing because Quark has given you that fucking. It's not even a bucket of water. It's a straight slap to the face. Yeah. Every Quark, man has his when price. Quark. When Quark is like. Dunking on you, that's bad. Yeah, when Quark's the moral <laughs> high ground. Yeah, that's bad. But so we're we're off Cisco's side a little bit. We're like, shit, Cisco, you're fucking up. But then we see that report of people dying, and Cisco gives us that like plea. People yeah. are dying out there every day, entire world struggling for their freedom, and I'm and, out here trying yeah. to figure out whether my morality is worth it or not. I just got goosebumps because Avery Brooks, like, I could see it in my brain. Like, yeah. he's so fucking good. He's like, he's like almost crying. Like, he's yeah. almost like in tears, like saying that. He's like hurt. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, we gotta, we have to do it. Like, we have to. Like, he's, he's doing what has to be done. Like, these people's lives are in the balance. Yeah. And he he says it himself, like is my my morality isn't worth more than their lives. Yeah, and the, yeah. and the confession is driving him to drink. This is the first scene where he's he's yeah. taking his jacket off, he's um, drinking, and he's just he's in pieces. This is a confessional. It's not a, a log. Right. He's like he's like almost like writing a will almost. Right. It's just. I don't know. Like you said, it's a confession. It's not. It's not a report. Which later, again, we 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 see what it really is. But y- yeah, I don't. I don't know. It it it's powerful, man. I mean, it's. I, I think that's why I love it so much. I can't. I can hardly. I mean, like in, uh, inner light. There's there's a handful that really get me. But mm-hmm. this, like, I don't know. There's something about this, like watching your 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 hero getting drugged through the mud. You know. I don't know. It's true. It's like there are a lot of times in Star Trek where somebody talks about like the morality of Starfleet, like the philosophy of Starfleet mm-hmm. and what it means and why upholding those morals and values is so important. And Cisco gets that broken out of him in this war. Like he's yeah. not talking about the the meaning of Starfleet and the morality of Starfleet. He's only talking about his own. And he mentions right in this log that every time another doubt appears before him, he finds another way to shove it aside. That's that little writing hint that lets you know that like he changed Starfleet's morality to right. my morality. Yeah. Cause right. that's easier to shove aside. Right. You can't shove aside your country. Right. Like, but you can deny your own, you can compartmentalize your own thoughts and give your own reasons. And yeah, maybe like, this is like a, 
a high school literary class where I'm like fucking finding meaning where there <laughs> isn't any, but I find that line so powerful that yeah. like that morality, like my morality taking the spot of Starfleet's morality. It's the reverse I'm only following orders, isn't it? It's like yes. it's this yes. episode is what, you know, this is what sets him and Ducat apart. Like Ducat is doing the same things in the in the in the past. He was doing the same things and operating in the same sort of level of sort of cultural significance as Cisco is, but right. he has no doubts that what he's doing is right. And right. the doubts are what separate Starfleet and 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 the other races, the other races that are you know inherently evil or right you know, or corrupt. right, their 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 politics are evil or their politics yeah. are corrupt. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. It's like the burden of the hero is to feel the pain. Bad guys don't feel pain. That's why they're mangled a lot, right? That's why the emperor is mangled because yeah. like he doesn't care. He just looks like that. He doesn't give a he, shit. He loves evil. Yeah, he's evil, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but Cisco is like gonna have to live with this every fucking day of his life. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, they um, need—they still need to get the Cardassian data rod, and it's yeah. incredibly difficult to find. And Garrick finds a seller, but that price is fucking sky high. Yeah, like, he wants a whatever bio gel. Gel, yeah, two hundred liters. Which and, and <laughs> biomimetic gel is like. I don't know, fucking Agent Orange. It's like I assume incredibly it's like, dangerous. Well, they say it's for like cloning, which is like super illegal, right? Like cloning yes. biological weapons, weapons, and, yeah. you know, augmenting, I suppose. Yeah, and the, and all and, stuff that the Federation frowns upon. Yeah, Julian is like, there isn't that much in the quadrant. <laughs> like, I don't have that much. We have like two gallons, right? Like. <laughs> So he's like, you gotta find a way. And then this is where Julian is like, uh, I don't wanna do that. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah, like Cisco <laughs> is like, I need you to prepare 85 liters of biomimetic gel. Yeah. And uh, Bashir is like, are you fucking kidding me? What What yeah. are you talking about? Like, what's it th- for? Yeah, it could end up in the wrong hands. And like, we, we're Starfleet. We don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And Cisco says, it's a direct order. Yep. And then the business time comes on, and he's like, well, then I'm yeah. going to write a protest. And then Cisco's like, well, man, you could fucking try, but I'm telling you right now, it ain't going to matter. <laughs> it's, like, fucked up, dude. Cool. There's, like, a little bit of that, like, Cisco goes into full bureaucrat mode, where he's like, it's yeah. just an order. And Bashir's like, well, I want to see it in writing. Cisco's yeah. like, I already got it fucking Here writing. Here you go. He knew. Yeah, he knew. And he says he'll be filing a grievance with Starfleet Medical, and Cisco's like, "Yeah, have fucking great time with that." Yeah, <laughs> some admiral's gonna shit to find it and be like, uh, "It's gonna be earmarked," and they're gonna be like, "Well, that one's going in the trash." Delete. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cisco, Garrick, and Tolar get their fucking rod, and um, they create their fake recording, which looks I, like a I, looks like a fucking glow stick, but like more like orange juice or tea inside of it or something <laughs> looks delicious i want to drink it every time i see it because <laughs> there's like liquid in it right it's like they really yeah. put just liquid in it it's not like a, a rod in real life you think they can make those can i get one it reads the liquid it a reads vial. the liquid through a, the computer a vial of iced tea <laughs> hey, i'll just make my own and make a little case for it that they get 
You get like a little case yeah, for it. You could sell the shit out of those on Etsy. That'd be cool. Um, they they create this program and they they like sort of argue back and forth about like the Wayun and Damar are the ones that are on the um the tape. The, yeah, so we get tape. to see a little bit of uh, of them, which is always fun, mm-hmm. right? And they, like, argue back and forth because, of course, they would argue in real life. And, like, they yeah. try to make it as realistic as possible. And um, Cisco is like, we're going to keep you on this ship until this works out, Tolar. Yeah, he's like, I'm free to go, right? And then Cisco's like, th- body slams him on the <laughs> table and is like, you're not going anywhere. And we get to see, like, how far he's come. And Garrick, in the background, is just, like, fucking smiling. Like a yeah, fucking he's like, this lunatic. Is what I want. Yeah, he's this like is what I fucking want. He's in his element. He got the captain to be like he is. Like this is what he wanted, right? Um, it's so fucking good. I'm having like a fucking he's, orgasm thinking about. He's how good so it is. mad. He's like Cisco is enraged when he he's slams enraged. him against the wall, and he's yeah. like, "I'll send you back to Gowron to get executed." And Tolar's yeah. like, "But I did what you wanted," and he's like, "I don't give a damn." Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna stay here till I know that it works," which is like fucked up as fuck, dude. Like this dude's a fucking political prisoner. He's like a slave now. Yeah. Like Federation doesn't do slaves. Like, what is going on? And Taylor's like, look, the the forgery's gonna work. Like, you can let me go. And Cisco's like, no, we're gonna lock you up. And Garrick's like, I'll stop by your quarters later to say hello. And Taylor's like, oh, He's gonna kill him. And Cisco just ignores it. Yeah, he doesn't hear it. This is the second time that he, he, he threatens overtly to kill Tolar because he says as well earlier on in the episode that he's put a bomb on his door. Right. I've led yeah. him to believe there's a bomb on his door. And then Cisco's like, I hope that's not true. And he's like, it's best not to think about it. Don't dwell on it. <laughs> and Cisco's right. And Cisco doesn't think about yeah. it because it is best not to think about yeah. it. We're in the situation he's in. Yep. I mean, he probably did it, right? Because, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Cisco thinks he's he's like in the pink. He thinks he's done. He thinks yeah. he's gone through all of the muck that he's gonna have to go through. Now it's the test, right? Now this it's the is time. gonna work. He he convinces Senator Vrenak to stop by, and Vrenak is amazing. Yeah, this dude is incredible. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what else he's been in, but he's great. I have no fucking clue. I don't even know his name. I don't have IMDb up, but um. The a Romulan shuttle shows up cloaked, and the only person, the only people who even know he's there are Cisco and Garrick, and I guess Starfleet at this point. Yeah, they yeah. would know. Um, yeah, they do a cool like spy movie, cloak land the ship. Yeah, it's pretty. There's cool. another. There's another great moment where Cisco completely ignores Garrick's shit, where Garrick says, "I'm going to check Vrenak's ship while he's gone." <laughs> <laughs> and see if there's anything useful. And Cisco's like, "All right, yeah, he might as well be carrying a big Acme bomb, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking like dumbbell bomb, or like, he, he twirls fucking... his evil mustache as he goes away." Yeah, but uh, Vrenak is like a giant asshole, and uh, Cisco is like trying to be diplomatic to him, but Vrenak is like, "Yeah, you guys are doing terrible in the war effort, huh?" Oh, he. Do- this is another out of all the great moments in this is another amazing yeah. moment with the Romulan ale when he's talking about the Romulan ale. Oh yeah, fuck and he's yeah, like, dude. he's like, 
this is replicated, isn't it? He's like, I can tell. It doesn't taste good. He's like insulting the Federation. Yeah. He's like, you guys drink shit. Yeah. And, He's and, just being a giant asshole. Yeah. And but and Cisco keeps... Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. An incredibly entertaining asshole. <laughs> yeah. So this guy was Hollis Mason in Watchmen. That's where I know him from. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. He's in a... He's hey, in a ton shit. Of shit. This is this is like a completely side story thing, but uh, I watched uh, the movies that made us on uh, yeah. Netflix, and uh, they did an episode on Die Hard, and it turns out that the stunt coordinator from Die Hard was a red shirt from TOS. Really? Who was in multiple episodes? Yeah, that's awesome. I that's thought that awesome. was pretty fucking cool. I wonder if he got to keep it. I would have stolen it. <laughs> <laughs> like you link, but like. Cisco sort of like he he hatches the plan. He lays the bait. He says, "Yeah, we've learned the Dominion's planning a secret invasion of Romulus." Yeah. And Freenak is like, huh, "What proof do you have?" Yeah, he shows it to him. He like, shows it to him, and uh, Vrenak is he takes his time with it. He watches it over and over again and inspects it. And Cisco just kind of has to wait. And well, before that, he, before he leaves, he's sipping on his ale, and he says, "It almost tricks you, right?" Like he's yeah. like, I, "It almost f- tastes like the real thing." Like he's starting to turn, and, and Cisco he, gets that. Cisco gets that fucking sweat drop. Dennis G. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, does he know? Like, does he know I'm bullshitting him? Yeah. Right? Like, well, Vrenak it's crazy. Vrenak is watching him as much as he's watching that, right. that simulation as well. Like he does not take his eyes off Cisco when he's passing right. the rod and st- passing him the rod is a bad phrase. Um, yeah, he's, pa- he's passing him the rod, so <laughs> giving him the hard rod. rod. <laughs> but I, I love Vrenak. I absolutely love him. The way he, like, both he just blusters onto the station and whittles off all of Cisco's accomplishments, and <laughs> yeah. then dismisses them by saying i thought you'd be taller he's yeah. such a dick <laughs> he's, he's so fucking romulan it's so great but again awesome. the romulan like vrenak is completely in the right here and we yeah. forget that because of like the yeah. power of protagonists but right there's no way he should enter the war he shouldn't even be there no like he probably doesn't even fucking want to be there he's probably like oh god i gotta do this shit whatever you know you're you're 100 right. The power of protagonists is the only reason we view this scene as right. Vrenak being a villain of any sort. He's completely the prote- the good guy in this yeah. scene. He's being tricked anything, by a villain named Cisco. Yeah. Yep. If anything, he's the hero because of what happens to him. He's a martyr. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Too bad. No way. We'll fucking no. Um, <laughs> we go back into the voiceover again. Fucking amazing, amazing, amazing voiceover. Where yeah. Cisco talks about how he he tries to go about his day while he waits, and it's so yeah. impossible. It's agonizing. To pay attention to anything. Yeah, um, I'd imagine it's like um, hearing someone's like in the hospital or something, yeah. right? Like, oh, my mom's in the hospital, and they don't know what's wrong. How do you like live? Yeah, how do you? Fucking, you know, he's he talks about how he learned from his father, Disco. Well, fuck. I remember... I'm just remembering the now souffle. that we call him Godisco. Godisco? Cisco is already a dad, so he's right. already Disco. Yeah, so but are we... Godisco. Are we... <laughs> 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 we 
we're giving Jake a little too much uh, importance in this. <laughs> I think not, not well, that Jake's terrible, but he talks about how Gadisco told him that like if you worry about the souffle rising, you don't. It's pointless. Yeah. It's not a damn thing. It's you not can a do damn about thing it. you can do about it. Rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he can't follow that advice because so much is riding on this, and it's it could too be important. like he knows at this point that if Vrenak finds out that this is a fake, it could they could start openly working with the Dominion, and there's no way the Federation can stand up against that. This is this is a right. moment of complete and utter like fail or win. There's nothing in between yeah. at this point. Yeah. It could um, all blow up in his face, I think he says, right? He's like, it could yeah. just blow up in my face. And I think <laughs> what's so so bad about that as well is that I think like everyone's had that sort of empty gut feeling where you're like, yes. your floor oh, yeah. is about to fall away from under yep. you. I mean, Jeff's having that oh, in his man. bathroom I, right I, now. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, quite literally. You're talking right to my soul right now, Rich Master. His hot dog floor bathroom is about to fall off from under him. Uh, yeah, we've all felt that way before. So we feel it for yeah. him in that scene. And Vrenak calls him back. And we're all, as an audience, no matter how many times we've seen this episode, holding our breath at this point. Mm. Yeah. This also gave us a Vre- top-notch internet meme later <laughs> yes. on in life. Vrenak dismisses his guards, holds up the tube, and says, It's a fake! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you can do that and... in STO. It's an emote you can do. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and Star Trek was immortalized in meme culture forever. Forever. It's one of the few Star Trek memes that make me laugh to this day. I, Holding I up different things. The... It's a rake! <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I, I do love the meme of that replaces Drake with Jordy with like the hold the hand yeah. up, no thanks. Yeah. Point at it. I yeah, love that, that one's, one. That one's good too. Um, <laughs> so... We get we go back to the voiceover and this is another Avery Brooks knocking it out the fucking park moment where he's so crushed, yeah. he's so destroyed and empty. He's like, distraught. what are you gonna do? Right? He's like, I just have to he's, keep going. Post more reports. So it, so it all blew up in my face. So he starts it like yep. everything he yep. did was for nothing. It was pointless. He's the villain now. And yeah, yeah. Vrenak says he's going to expose the deception to the entire Alpha Quadrant. Not just Romulus. Everyone's going to know about this. No one is ever going to trust the Federation again. Like, think about it, like, what the Klingons... The Klingons are going to be like, well, what have they lied to us about, right? Well, also, like, it's completely dishonorable what they did. It it goes against everything that Klingon culture should be about. Right. They would rather die. Klingon culture is super good at not being honorable, and then when someone else is dishonorable, yeah, right. just yeah. fucking tearing them apart. <laughs> it kind of sounds like uh, a country that yeah. we live in. <laughs> we, uh, we have a it's lot weird. in common with the Klingons, I think. Weird. It's weird how Speak that works. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Shout mean you. you. <laughs> you Cardassian country. Like ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, er- everybody is uh, looking at the casualty list again. 
it's another reminder of all the people that are being killed in this war. Yeah. Worf comes in. Worf's in this episode, everybody. Hey, kids, it's Worf. <laughs> hey, Worf! Applause. <laughs> and uh, Vrenak's shuttle has exploded, and he's dead. Oh, man. The, Super the, weird. Nobody saw this coming. No. Um, the first time you see it, you don't see it coming, which is incredible, what? right? They like, uh, What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the uh, Tal Shiar think that the Dominion is responsible. And yeah. Dax has spoken to Cisco about this before and looks over at him and gives him a smile because as far as she knows, things have just fallen into place. Yeah. Yeah. This, like, things just happen through happenstance that have created a reason for the Romulans right. to join the war effort. Thank you God, right? But, like... Could you imagine how deep... Dax's smile cuts into Cisco. Yes. The pure joy. Everyone's like, "We're we're gonna win. We're gonna do it." And Cisco's just like seething. Like he's like yeah. enraged. He's like like betrayed, dude. He it's it's fucking crazy. The like range of emotions he must feel, yeah. right? And he acts the yeah, fuck he, out of it. Yeah. He like he goes through the whole promenade. And he's just. Enraged, you could just see this like burning yeah. hatred. Anger He's got like tunnel vision. I think they do that shot where it's just him walking, like the yeah. like, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, he's gonna fucking kill somebody. Like, he almost does. Getting he, out of his way, yeah, because like, they can feel yeah. the heat coming off of it. Yeah, yeah. And he he goes into Garrick's shop and he bitch slaps him. <laughs> he fucking uppercuts him face. into the like wall. He like fucking Mortal Kombat punches this motherfucker <laughs> in the face, and he flies twenty yeah. feet. He's like, you killed Vrenak, and Garrick's like, yeah. Yeah, no Fucking shit. duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the culmination of the episode is these two, like, juggernaut actors yelling at each other. Like, they're screaming at each other. And the, and Cisco's like, they're gonna know it's a fake. And, and, and Garrick says, I think not. And he screams back at him. He's like, they're gonna yeah. realize that it was damaged in the explosion. They're gonna think it's real. And it's like, it's all, like, you realize, like, how quickly... Garrick like thought of this up like it's it's crazy yeah. Garrick um, like turns so the tables on this. Cisco so fucking hard <laughs> I'll go ahead um so so I watched this this episode this uh, this afternoon with my wife and my wife said something that will ruin how I view it for the rest of my life now she said <laughs> no! to me she said to me why are they both doing Really bad Christopher Walken impressions. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Garrick, Garrick kind of talks like that, right? He kind of looks like him in real life too. Yeah, I he does don't actually. Think that they did. It was yeah, The staccato. It's very staccato. Yeah. Like Cisco turns the tables on Garrick though. Like Cisco is livid. He's he's got this righteous fury, like how could you do this? Right. And Garrick just turns it on him. You did this. Right. Yeah, he won't. Who signed the papers, you, dude? Who told like me you, I should do this? Like you can pretend like you had your head in the sand the whole time and you don't right. know what was happening, but you are the driving force behind everything. The blood of these people who died are on your hands and it's right. all just a casualty of war, right? Yeah. Right. It's all just part of the game, right? It's part he of the game. He warned him about a hundred times. He was like, it's gonna be messy, it's gonna be bloody, I'm gonna kill right. this fish guy. 
he you know, <laughs> I'm gonna like, kill this fish guy. I'm gonna say it three times. <laughs> but yeah. he says it so many times. He says like I'm gonna go on the ship and I'm gonna potentially have to kill someone. And right. Cisco is just like fingers in his ears, la 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 la. And then yeah, yeah. I have a lot of sympathy for Garrick here because he is completely exactly how he always is. Yeah, he didn't change. He didn't he's change. the one who's he's always been the same. Yeah. He is explaining what he's going to do to Cisco yeah. the whole time, and then Cisco gets mad. Like I feel like, bad for Garrick. It's You're like right. talking to a child. It's like like Garrick must have been like this guy is way over his head. He knew that right away, right? Yeah. So he yeah. immediately thinks of a plan, if if not already had a plan in place. That was like, here's what, here's my plan. I'm gonna fucking make this rod. Somehow I'm gonna get a rod. Whatever. Uh, he probably he might know that they are not impossible to get. And then I'm gonna fucking blow it up, and it's gonna look real. Yeah. <laughs> like he thought of that in like two seconds. Yeah. And he tells he tells Cisco along the way. He he doesn't outright say it, but he explains what level of fucking like like dire straits we're in. Like how. Yeah, difficult. This is gonna be how much blood is gonna get spilled. Right. Cisco does not listen to that. He has this beautiful vision of a future where the Romulans and the Federation are holding hands, right? Skipping along, tra la la, through the candy land together. Right. I think you're right too, Rich. Like this is where Garrick. I mean, uh, uh, Ducat and Cisco are different. Ducat would just be like, "Great, that's great. Everything worked (laughs) out. Give me another glass of Canar." Give me another yeah. glass of canar and another Bajoran slave wife. Like he wouldn't like you know what I mean? But Cisco is like fucking pissed. He's like, This yeah. is yeah. this is crazy. He, he's it is. pissed until Garrick tells him, like, we've saved we may have just saved the entire Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. All we had to sacrifice is the lives of one criminal, yeah. an unsympathetic senator, and your self respect. And your self respect. <laughs> which is like And holy that's a bargain. Shit, dude. And that's if Garrick could have pulled out a knife and stabbed him directly in his heart, it wouldn't have hurt as bad as that line. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I suppose to a to a someone who is so entrenched in espionage, your self respect doesn't mean anything to you. So he may, right, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it might not be a weapon that he is employing. It might just be like, what's the big deal, man? Like, right? It, this is it. There are bigger stakes, and to be fair, there are. Right. You're right. And that's the he's he's absolutely right. Garrick is absolutely right. Like yeah. you save the galaxy. You save the entire fucking galaxy. I, could it have been done a different way? Could could Starfleet's Maybe. morality have been protected and Romulus yeah. still brought into the war effort or some other path be taken to right. save everything? Who knows? Right. It seems very unlikely. Yeah. Though. Yeah, they would have never joined. They wouldn't have. Yeah, it doesn't I, make sense. It's like I said earlier. Like you'd like to think that Picard would have a, a solution, but I, right. I can't see it, and I could I could never see the Romulans going for it. Yeah, the guy can't even like, <laughs> like the guy can't even like go through with like executing a Borg yeah. who like is a machine and tortured him and all that shit. Right? Like, there's no way he could have done this. That's another episode on my collection, by the way. Yes. Yes. I, I'm That's previewing it. <laughs> um, and th- this is when we get the the final bit of the episode, the final um, voiceover. And up until this point, like we've seen this slow descent. We've seen Cisco like violate a million directives. The only one he doesn't yeah. is probably the Prime Directive. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. But 
he's maybe he's that biomimetic gel is gonna do that though. Who knows, right? Could be. <laughs> like he's he's taken this huge fall. He suffered so much. And at the end of the episode, we're like, wow, Cisco, you must really, like, fucking think that you're scum. You must really think that, like, you made a horrible mistake. And he he holds his glass up to the camera, and he yeah, says, if I, I had it. to do it all over again, I would. Yeah. He says, I can live with it. And then he, he, he like, convinces himself, I, I can live with it. So, like, he's, like, telling himself. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> but that, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Does he? Because right. he shifts uncomfortably yeah. in his chair, right. and he goes to drink that celebratory glass, and he puts and it it's down. Bitter. And it's yeah. like, ugh. Does and that's why the episode's great. Yeah, yeah. and that's not even. And then he, and then Jeff, he says, delete log, Com- yeah. and it yeah. cuts. Cuts to black. To Computer black. erase the entire personal that's, log. Yeah, and it's it cuts, and we as an audience are like. Who what? knows how? Who knows how he really feels about it? Like, who knows whether he can live with it or not? Right. And it's it's something that we as an audience know is just going to haunt him forever. These decisions were they necessary? Were they not necessary? They did what was what had to happen. Yeah, being a hero in this war just got a whole lot shittier. Yeah, knowing what you know, right? Yeah. Like knowing what you know, and people now, are going to be like, "Oh, you're the savior." Am I? Yeah. I don't know. And now he's got, I mean, however many Federation lives are on that wall, that every, so he doesn't have to attribute, he probably does because he's this paragon of virtue, but every single life on that Federation wall is not due to his actions. Every single Romulan life on their wall is. is, Right. That's fucked up. Yeah, but they're sending Romans out there. Fuck them. (laughs) It's true. They have a slave under race. Yeah, they're so. just like send the Remans to do it. Fuck that. Who cares? They're they're like weird moon people. Who knows? Green, green blood, green duds. <laughs> Trying to think of something that rhymes with pawns. I can't. Like the, the Romulans are fucked. Like they they've joined this war effort and like Yeah, but they would have been fucked anyway though, right? Like that's the the thing. Like you know they would have been anyway and it would have been worse. But so the Dominion would have obliterated them for sure, but like again, that's like you don't really know, right? Right. You don't the Dominion could have just kept them as a slave race like they did everybody else. Sure. But they're arrogant enough to feel like they can pick through the wreckage and somehow still win. Right. Yeah. It's foolish. It's fucking stupid. It is absolutely idiotic. Like, the Romulans are going to suffer in this war, but, like, uh, who gives a fuck if the Romulans are going to suffer in this war because they have a slave race? Right. Fuck them. It's heavy, man. Another Ron Perlman. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And he didn't need makeup for that role either. <laughs> oh my god. He's looking Man, better though Duncan, in that one. Duncan on Ron Perlman all day every Poor day. Ron. That's the Rich Masters way. I do love Ron Perlman. I freaking love Ron Perlman. Yeah. Poor Ron though. He's he's got a face for radio for sure. <laughs> Said three guys on the internet who are on radio. The, who aren't even on the radio. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> Apparently, this episode was rewritten very heavily as time went on. Yeah. Like, there were many, many rewrites. And 
when you hear about like the things that inspired this episode, you're like, ooh, ooh. It's like fucking the real life consequences make yeah. it much worse. Like the like uh the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yes. The fucking Watergate scandal. Yeah, right. The like all this shit that's it just makes you go, oh, okay, uh, imagine I get the Star Trek out. episodes we're gonna get from this period of time. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> holy shit! The only Star Trek episodes we gonna get are fucking like Spacey Shooty, Spacey Shooty. Well, yeah, pew pew, one, destroy planet. One captain refuses to um, submit his tax returns. And stuff yeah, like that. <laughs> really boring. And, and they're like, we don't even have taxes. Why am I submitting this? <laughs> Space taxes. What the fuck? You don't pay taxes? <laughs> Fucking president of the Federation, like, worked with the Romulans to make sure he could get in office. <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Jesus. Um, <laughs> apparently, the, the like, first premise of the episode was, like, a water, like a Watergate-type story about Shakar, the, like, Bajoran resistance guy who became... The president. The first minister. The first yeah. minister. Which I wouldn't have cared no. for that anywhere near as much. No. Especially now, we'd be like, I'm over it. I don't want to watch yeah. that. Too real. Like, heavy heavy Bajoran episodes always kind of put me to sleep. Yeah, they anyway. kind of get rid of them. That's why, right? I think they knew. They were like, we kind of move away from this, because they're not that interesting. Yeah. Bajoran politics are, like, really, like, they're like Earth politics. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch that. I have to live it. You know what I mean? What do you feel about the Bajorans, Rich? Tell us. I, I, I like, I like the Bajorans when Kira is involved, and it's only yes. it's about her reaction to Bajor. Yes. I don't care about anything else about Bajor. Yeah, all that other shit. All their sucks. problems post occupation could be dealt with with a few replicators. Yeah. And that's it. It's just true. takes it takes. And I know they have industrial repli- replicators that they're all waiting on and stuff like that. And, and right. they say stuff like, you know, the damage to the planet is such that you know it's going to take years. We'll just move for a few years while that work is done. Like, <laughs> right, it's you, big. Yeah, right. You can do there's, other there's things. There's like a few. There's a few hand wavy things yeah. that you kind of accept about the Bajorans. Like they're like, oh, we don't have enough supplies, and the Federation is spread too thin. The Federation could send a one replicator yeah. down there, and you'd be right. fucking fixed. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it's is the Federation withholding aid to get Bajor to join right. the Federation? Why would they do? That? Yeah. Right. It's just a process. Well, you don't think about that shit. No, that's not true. <laughs> there's like a <laughs> there's like a breaking point with that fucking type of shit, right? Where like, okay, I'll pretend like the Bajorans couldn't solve all their problems, but the fucking Maquis, come on now. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. shook my finger like a grandma. Come, come on, on now. now. I heard it. I heard the wind from it. I always think about the Marquis and I always think, well, you know, we do, we don't potentially know how they feel because you know we haven't been shifted off our lands or anything like that. And sure. then you think, but they don't have a fucking history there. They they right. settled no. in that in that pi- uh, pitch of space after the war. 
So they've been right. here like five, ten years at tops. Like, right. It's, five, I think there's the a Native American settlers. parallel, but it's not like that because Native Americans no. were here for ten thousand yeah. years. You know, like it's the not earliest the earliest settlers that arrived at the like the quadrant of space, the area of space that the planets and the Maquis have inhabited was sixteen years ago. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. Sixteen fucking years. Yeah. It's stupid. This is not your ancestral fucking homeland. Yes. You're on your like you're on your like eighth crop. What are you talking about? Yeah, but there is also that and I'm not I'm not trying to like cons- like sway you cuz I agree with you, but oh, that's fine. There's also that like uh it's happening again to the Native Americans. Oh yeah, angle, the Native right? American yeah. members of the Maquis have every reason. Yeah. To They're like, "Oh, here we go again," right? Well, and that's that sucks. They have that that ability, but some just get a commander promotion and then they forget all about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're cool with that. They're cool being second in command. Oh, I get a He's red like, oh, uniform. Shit, check out these, check out these cool pips they gave <laughs> oh, me. Man, this is sweet. Maybe yeah, they can... kicked us off our land, dude. Do you fucking think the capital let me date a Borg later? I kind of want to fuck a Borg. <laughs> can we rewrite my contract so I can fuck a Borg? <laughs> also, I did boxing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I did uh, boxing, and guess what, Ensign Kim? I could beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it feels like a hundred years Kim's, ago we talked about that one. Ensign Kim's like, I can play the cello. <laughs> and he's like, I'll beat your ass into the ground. <laughs> he plays the clarinet, doesn't he? I don't get The fuck. nerdiest uh, instrument, the clarinet. I said it. Take that, clarinet player. Send all your world. emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. Fuck clarinets. Send all your emails to mclassemails yeah. at gmail.com. All your angry emails. Switch on out. Um, I feel like we've talked this episode into the ground because it's so fucking great. It's yeah. such a masterpiece. It's my favorite Star Trek, Star Trek we, episode. We like, forgot to take a second. We forgot to take a second no, break. Care. We were yeah. too busy. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even fucking care. I just straight up peed my pants. I was too busy uh, <laughs> uh, enjoying myself. If I had any liquid in my body, I would have done that too. <laughs> but I don't. I just pissed straight into my bathroom floor. Like <laughs> mm, hot dogs. Uh, look, at the end of the day, if you haven't seen this episode, what the hell? You know everything that happens in it now. Why did you listen to this first? Yeah, you should have watched it, dum-dum. Yeah. It's, it's in the upper echelons, like the highest tier of Star Trek media. It's the best of the best up there with, like, inner light... The Lwaxana novel where she leads the resistance <laughs> yeah. military. It's up there with all the greats. That great uh, website, IGN. I think we all love that website. Uh, I love them. Ranked it sixth best episode of all time in 2016. What, what was above it? Uh, let me look. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I only I saw it. Broken it. I've broken it. I don't know. No, Josh looks things up on the internet all the time when we're doing the podcast. I don't have the link to that. I well, well, forget it. Forget it. Abandoned ship. <laughs> abort, 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 abort. I mean, this is easily two for me. It's it's definitely, I think it's definitely one. There's something that I just love about it. I, I think it's, I think I it's like two. It's like two or, two or three for yeah. me because I fucking love I can it. see that. It's such a great episode. I can see like liking Inner Light more. Like, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I, I could go either way. I could be swayed for that. My two favorite episodes this and Drumhead. I, yeah. because they're those oh, yeah. they're those long night of the soul episodes and this yeah. is why this episode is everything that discovery isn't 
Like, it's right. about, yes. it isn't about explosions. It isn't about Alien of the Week. It isn't about right. things like snazzy special effects. It's about the exploration of the human condition. It's about the choices, our breaking points. And, like, this is just so good. You get a character study of two great Star Trek characters. Yep. You're 100% you nailed right, it. Rich. I don't think I can say anything Eloquent else after fun. that. Yeah. No, you're you yeah. just made me. You just made me think, though, that, like, this episode has parallels to the first season of Discovery and that, like, Michael Burnham does horrible shit right. for the Federation. Yeah. But the difference is, like, imagine that storyline if Michael Burnham had to wrestle with the consequences of doing something against orders beforehand in right. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It would have meant or something? Or afterwards. It would have meant afterwards nothing? felt yeah. any remorse for it or maybe if she even made the decision of her own volition instead of just being angry and attacking a guy right it's two completely different worlds it's like stupid sci-fi and star trek it's two completely different things yep we did it well (laughs) do you guys have any final thoughts about this episode i'll give you both a forum i just want to say thank you to rich uh this was great um and I love this episode, and thanks for picking it, because I was worried we weren't going to do it because it was too good. No, we were going to do it eventually, regardless. As soon as it ended up in a uh, a collection, I was going to choose that collection. Can we, can we do it again next week? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do Kirk Faces a Giant Vampiric Cloud next week. Yes! I'm excited for that. Yes. How's he going to throw his whole body at that enemy? Oh my god. Double axe handle. The um, wax handle the cloud. <laughs> I I can't say anything more about this. Um, it's just great. It's just every time I watch it, I yeah. find out something new about it, and I just love it all the more. And even if it just completely disregards what I felt about it before, and I flip flop between you know is Cisco in the right, is Cisco in the wrong. They're the best Trek episodes, aren't they? They're just the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that leave you with a moral quandary. Yeah. Right. What would I do? Yeah. Well, with all that said, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble about Star Trek for the better part of two hours. <laughs> and if, if you'd like to be a part of it, you can send an email in for our other program, which Mr. Rich Masters will also be a part of right after this. Sweet. At uh, mclassemail at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug right here before I continue our plug hour? Um, Rich? I, I suppose you could follow me on at MastersRich on Twitter. Um, go listen to, to Pond's Theater on Subspace. It's really good, and we work really fucking hard on it. Yeah. Um, they put a ton of work into it. It's so good. And, yeah. like, everyone. We we like we all listen to Jeff and Josh talk about um, the Discord, um, but it's a really fucking good place to be. Like if you want to feel better about yourself, go um, give these guys some money. And even if you never listen to their podcast again, which I wouldn't recommend, come and talk <laughs> on the <laughs> and feel better about yourself because there's so many nice people on there, and it just is yeah. a joy logging in there every day. Yeah. Well, if you want to be a part of that uh, Discord, the apparently life-affirming Discord that we run, <laughs> yeah, you can head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where you can support what we do for as little as a dollar a month, gain access to the Discord, wallpapers, and a ton of other podcasting content. Other shows, like two or three other shows we do, 
Yeah. Hopefully we're going to so do that when there. I don't have the flu. <laughs> yes. You'll never we still have to try it. some wines. Yeah, we got to do that. I didn't, uh, we were going to do that today, but... Uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't drink. There's the no wine. way you could taste it. I can't taste anything. Dude, I can't taste fucking shit. It's hard. Well, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to give a special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track "Outer Space Race" for our theme song. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. He's a great follow, and so is at Masters Rich. Great Do follow. It. Follow them. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M Class goodness. Bye bye. I'm mentally ill.